if you know that book. What a strange time we are living through. It's an unprecedented time in our life, but it's certainly not unprecedented. We, as a human race, have lived through the Spanish flu, famines, plagues, wars, pillaging, and devastation. We in the modern world have gotten pretty used to a pretty peaceful and prosperous life. And we've become accustomed to the belief that whatever we're facing, there must be a pill or a solution or an immediate fix to take care of things. So when we come to something like a global pandemic of a novel virus, what resources do we have to draw upon to get us through it? You know, this time is better for introverts than extroverts. It's harder on us extroverts. We want to be with people. Do you know the story about the woman who called the 911? And she said, there's a strange man around my house, and he says he's my husband. <laughs> We're not used to being cooped up together in our home. And we watch interminable news reports, and we tend to vacillate between a dire fatalism with apocalyptic overtones and maybe a misguided, hopeful, but naive optimism. We don't know, and it changes so fast. Well, in the image of the Valley of the Dry Bones in our Ezekiel passage this morning, I think it's such a fitting, evocative, and poignant image, and I think relevant to how many of us are feeling. Please turn to it if you have your bulletin in, on the computer or in front of you. There in the valley lies a heap of dry, disconnected bones, cut off from community and family. Instead of being gathered, we're scattered. We cannot congregate in our church building, but rather dispersed into our neighborhoods. But we are still the church. And this has been a great reminder that a church is not the building. Although the building is an important part of our life together, it is not us. We are the church wherever we are. So let's look at the Ezekiel passage to see the Spirit at work. Well, first of all, the first verse says, The hand of the Lord came upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord. Does that remind you of another story? In Matthew, it says, The Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness. And in Lent, we remember that time that Jesus went into the wilderness, into the desert, withdrew by himself, depriving himself of the things needed for a normal life, like company and food and friends so that he could concentrate on the task before him, readying himself for what was to come, which would include one day when he came to the grave of Lazarus. And in verse 4, the Lord says to Ezekiel, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord. Sequestered in our homes, we have an opportunity to spend time in God's Word, to hear it. There's the Lenten challenge to read the Sermon on the Mount again and again, week by week, thoughtfully, slowly, chewing on it, meditating on it. And we do not just read the Word of God, but we come before the Word of God and allow it to read us. How are we doing? In verse 5, thus the Lord God's says to these bones, I will cause breath to enter you, and you shall live. I will lay sinews on you and cause flesh to come upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. That verse comes up a couple times. The Spirit 
and living and knowing that God is the Lord. The Spirit will knit us together wherever we are, in our homes, around the city, around the state. He will knit us together even in our dispersion. We have the benefit of technology to see and hear each other, and yet it's not the same, is it? We long for the day when we can get together as people again. God says it is not good that man should be alone. And so we deal with a sense of isolation and alienation. And the bones for us portray how we feel. But we also rely upon God's promise that the Spirit will come and we can have life wherever we are. And we will hear the word of the Lord and we will know that he is the Lord. The Apostle Paul in the passage in Romans says much the same thing. To set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace, and you are in the Spirit, since the Spirit of God dwells in you. And so we set our mind. We don't have the usual distractions available to us. It's almost as if we're distracted by the lack of distractions. What do we do? It's a new situation for us. Well, one of the things Paul says then is to set our mind, to be thoughtful, to be deliberate, to think, and to open our minds to the Spirit, to help us to see what's around. Last week, Father Bates preached a wonderful sermon on Jesus opening the eyes of the blind man so that he might see the glory of God. Sometimes we're blinded by our distractions. We have an opportunity to be still and to open our eyes and to gaze upon the glory of God. We rely on the faith community so much, and so we miss its lack, its absence. But we are connected through Zoom. I want to give a shout-out to Father Price, who's doing a great job of doing morning prayer and evening prayer in Zoom. Thanks to David Alexander, who helps us with the Facebook Live. Father Bates told me that last week, over 800 people joined us in the live stream at some point. And so we need to have creative ways to be connected, to live into our communion with one another and with God, a way that's different and challenging, but real nonetheless. And so we will set our mind. We will open ourselves to the Spirit to breathe life into us so that we will know he is the Lord. We will walk with Jesus in this Lenten journey towards the cross towards a joyous celebration of the resurrection when we celebrate that light has overcome darkness, that life has overcome death, that the Easter shout and the Easter laugh will overcome the sorrow and fear we live with, and we will know, we will know in our bones that he is the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.